0: Very good morning to you on this Monday, the 19th of February. Good morning, Heels. How morning, are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well, yeah. The footy's back. Footies. Collective sigh of relief. Right back, isn't
1: it? Mm. Why, you just don't like cricket.
0: No, I do. Oh, I, I love right. the cricket, but uh, there's been a
1: lot of it. What do you mean? Hasn't there? N- no, there hasn't been anywhere near enough.
0: England didn't play quite enough See, cricket. You in watching England. England, that's you. Keeping an on the Shield. We won a Shield match. Shield. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, what
1: about? Uh, I think it was the first things we had South Australia three for none.
0: Three for
1: yeah, none. Three yeah. ducks. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Queensland, well done. Well done to the Queensland boys. Um, they got over the line, they had chased 206, did it three down. Yeah. With 40s to Manus, Manus held them together both times. And Manus, Benny McDermott and Jack Clayton all got 40s and 50s and got to two hundred and six.
0: So much to talk about today. Herbie Farnworth, how good was he for the Dolphins? Reese Walsh, the $1.1 million man, Selwyn Cobo and the centres. Has he got his 1.1? No, but he will.
1: No, that's right. Okay, we read about that That mm. uh, there's no way he'll leave a Broncos lightly right. and they'll get that deal together.
0: So you're at uh, Breakfast with Patton Heels brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank and, of course, Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona End line is available now. 13 1355 is our Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. You can text us on 0467 736, 736. Just Let's
1: before you go into Finns, yes. we better mention Annabelle Sutherland, eh? Annabelle Sutherland. Unbelievable. Yeah, double century. She's probably the youngest and almost the fastest to make a double century in cricket. Um, so that was good. 210 and off of 256 balls. She got some wickets. Yeah. So Darcy Brown and Annabelle Sutherland just... Belted South Africa and they won well inside three days. So that was good. And yeah, uh, yeah we found out this morning she's not available for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I heard your niece, who uh, enjoyed a big test win as Ooh. a full time captain, just saying that she's cut out for test cricket. We'd just love it to be able to play more test cricket. And I think all the women would, would they, right across the, the cricketing world, would love to be able to play more test cricket.
1: Yep, well, I'd say so. It uh, wasn't so far so long ago that they didn't, though. So, uh, yeah, they've got to, you know, maybe pick up the the major teams, the ones yep. that have played a little bit, do that a bit more regularly, and then uh, cajole the others into it.
0: So how did you spend your Sunday? Did you watch uh, a lot of the footy? I watched a fair bit of the Bronx, but uh, certainly watched the Dolphins as well. Um, give us a call. Tell us what you thought, or or jump on that text line oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. It was great to have it back. Uh, there was it were willing matches, but Farnworth I thought was outstanding for the was Dolphins. He? Yeah. Um he, and, and he as scored we a try in the seventh minute, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just forged over. He's big and he's strong and he's just getting better. He's mm. full of confidence. I tell you, he was up. good. No, 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 there no, there was, up no I, I far- didn't see a fin there. No. Selman <laughs> Combo, very good in the centers. I
1: know.
0: Uh Bronx 20 over the cows and we, we know these both these matches were, you know, expected to be disjointed because the Titans, Desi opted to field a heap of his kids. I think Righto. fourteen out of his twenty two hadn't even played an NRL game. Yes. Uh, Corey Jensen and uh big raps on the the Roosters recruit, uh Fletcher Baker for the Bronx. They were good. Brendan, They're our
1: other prop type position, yeah, aren't
0: they? Yeah. Brendan Piakura, outstanding, oh. obviously with no Kurt Capewell there, but he's got a knee injury, so they'll keep an eye on that. Mm. And I tell you what, I know, you know, the talk around Red Hill is that they're going to keep Tristan Sala on a little bit of cotton wool early. Boy, oh, boy, he just he keeps kicking the door down. Yeah, okay. He was He was very, very good for that number 14 jersey. The only the the one the, there was a lot of incidents over the weekend as there are when there's this much footy played. And you know, we go back to the All Stars the other night. It was the the, the start to that All Stars the, the 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 war cries and things like that. It was just oh boy, it was. You spine-tick. must feel
1: like wanting to walk into the dressing room after that.
0: I'm tired. <laughs> it's like the New Zealand haka. Oh, yeah, they do it. I tell you, the one that I do feel for is uh, Roosters new recruit winger Dom Young, who's copped a crusher mm. tackle from. Uh, Foa for, for, simply now simply faces three to four week ban. Got to take the early plea to this one because I tell you what, if he if he doesn't take the early plea, he'll get the four weeks. It
1: looked a little bit deliberate, did it?
0: Well, like no, no I, I think it was. Oh, it was almost a playing incident. If you know what I mean? I, no, I don't think it was a deliberate crusher, but it just looked bad. Uh, Young was taken away on a stretcher <sighs> and a neck brace. That did look bad. Everyone, you know, was really worrying about that. It turns out he's got ligament damage. Uh, he's out of Vegas, so that's the big one. Of course, the March three match against the Bronx in Vegas, there'll be no Dom Young there. So you really feel for him, and he's had a shocking run because he he missed the the English Test of V Tonga uh, with a, a really bad sinus infection. Uh, yes. Yeah. So. You feel a bit for, for Dom Young, but, uh, yeah, look, he's he's gone and uh, simply will... Ligament damage. Yeah. I wonder where. Well, they're saying that, I don't know, I, I was reading the you know, the NRL physio guy on, on Twitter. He, he just said that there's some talk that he may need a little surgery. I'm not sure. I don't know how you treat that stuff. Um, I'll defer to Dr. Healy on that one, but... Well, a yeah.
1: ligament is like that gristle that holds bones together. Yeah. Uh, so, and it can stretch or it can tear off the bone. So surgery would suggest restapling it, and that, which would require recovery. Yeah, but yeah, crusher. Imagine how bad that feels when you're in in a crusher, mm. a hundred and ten kilo on your back, forcing your chin onto your chest. Oh, get off! Get off! Get off! Mm. You just couldn't. And then someone comes on the top of that bloke.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it did. It, it just looked bad. At the sunny coast, uh, the Dolphins were guilty of poor ball control, but Herbie and Flegler and Jake Averillo, he did a couple of drop balls in the second really? half. Yeah, but he played well mm. as well. I've uh, read and, that about him. Yeah, and then yeah, Farnworth released at the then. back. He he played a bit of time at fullback, Farnworth. Uh, 26-14. They trialled 8-4 to these Desi's rookies. Um, as I said, 14 had no NRL experience, but they were – they're no, pretty good in the second half were, were the Dolphins. Farnworth, happy happy to be in the new team. But I think we're going to be good this year. Um, got a real strong core strong of players uh, coming through and obviously got some really talented young lads. Toby Gilbert, who we know, he's back from his own serious injury that he suffered in origin. He's, he's rapped that uh, Tom Flegler has now got the Dolphins jersey on.
1: Yeah, it's been terrific, obviously. um, His addition to the four-pack's really uh, big for us. Obviously, I think he's probably one of our best signings, not just now, but moving forward. He's a real leader. Um, We play off the back of him, we train off the back of him, and he's been um, a great addition to our squad. Oh, He's carrying some responsibility, our flex. Yeah,
0: and you know who was good when he got a chance in the second half? The cult figure, Lance Tavaro. Look, (laughs) we know he's had his weight problems. Who hasn't heels? Mm. Who hasn't had a few weight problems, but... uh, Some of us have got over them. Yeah. Um, Balance has. The super (laughs) coach sent him away to... uh, Mark Chopper Burgess, who uh, plies his trade around our, our, our area, we yelling, keep, yelling we, at corporates. and We're successfully <laughs> walking past him. <laughs> yeah, we dodge him. Why don't I go his way anymore because he yells at me? <laughs> <laughs> he sees Cess and I and he goes, oh, you're battling above your average paddy again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, Velastavari has been working under Chopper Burgess and he looked quite fit when he took the field last well, I hope so
2: let start the first two weeks were pretty tough. Yeah, I was a bit overweight. Then went to the um, the boxing camp with um, Chopper, uh, and he got, got me in shape, Mount Guther. If, he, if he's all on the run, Dad, just let me know in the pre- off-season, eh?
0: Let me know. <laughs> 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 well, I estimated on my retirement, he and said i have been up and down Mount Guther about 25,000 times, never, ever on foot. You've never done that walk? <laughs> nah, nah, never on good. foot. I'm not that silly. The, yeah,
1: they tried. They, the goal for him was 123 kilos to 113. And that's hard. eh? When you you are training with Chopper and boxing and doing cardio and strength, you're going to put on muscle, which puts on weight. So to lose 10 doing that is really, really good effort. He should be feeling fantastic. That's why he's playing so well.
0: Stu from Jim Boomer, one of our first this morning, to uh, jump on the text line, 0467 736, 736 Morning, guys. I'll cop heat for this, but Reece Walsh is going to be even better in 2024. He's the perfect combo of Billy Slater and Darren Lockyer. Cobo and Pierre Cura running with Ma'am on the left will be fun to watch. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, look, uh, we, we know that well, there wasn't doom and gloom when we lost those four players, but they were four very experienced players from the seventeen. But I tell you what, uh, it looks like Kevy's covered his bases very, very well and there's a lot of reason for optimism, provided they all stand up fit and well and get through the the bulk of the season, Stu. Well, everyone we've talked
1: to, you know, I think it might have been Jordan Rickey said to us that that Pia Kura was the one, like, a fair fair while ago. He's had massive raps on him. So he's he's well due for his chance at NRL starting lineups.
0: Yeah, and and Jack's just mentioned, you tend to forget, the All-Stars match seems like an eternity ago. We've crammed so much foot into this weekend. But Xavier Wilson was very, very good. Actually, Mm -hmm. Payne Haas had a a chat about the the front rowers that that are available. No, I think all of them have this whole preseason. You know, we've got Fletcher, we've got uh, Corey Jensen, and I feel like Jaden Hunt was good today too. And uh, we've got Ben who played as well, and um, Xavier Wilson. So there's lots to pick there, and um, we'll see what happens. Okay. Where's the second last one? In. A, Kira, the big kid, oh. the oh, big
1: uh, Ben Takura, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so there's said, six, yeah, six. Do we need six?
1: We got four hookers and six props. <laughs> maybe we're a bit front heavy. So <laughs> top
0: heavy, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Cobo was outstanding in the centres. Uh, he scored a try after about 90 seconds. Just Did he? Th- thief in the night thing. Jumped out of the air, stole a uh, ball and, okay. and went bang. And uh, he, he looks fit and, uh, oh, boy, yeah, he, he could be a handful he uh, in the centres. set one
1: up for Corey Oates too, didn't he? Did I read? No,
0: it's good, you know. Um,
3: no, I trained all, all pre-season in the centres and, you know, to, able to you know play the 80 minutes,
2: um, no, it felt good. Um, now first uh, game for the year and uh, now I'm excited for the, for, um, for the future, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. His voice sounds higher. Uh, you know what I mean? He feels, his voice sounds really fresh. There, he just played it? a fair bit of footy. No, I'm saying fresher <laughs> than no, normally. I, well, he I have remember to make he was being a bit slower and a bit bit uh, more down than that. He that's doesn't good. have
0: to make those hard runs from off the line when someone kicks at him. He's playing in the centres yeah. now. Didn't Matty Rogers say that's the easiest spot to play once you Center. get your defensive reads right? But w- And why wouldn't
1: centre uh, do those runs more? See, there's a new Well, thing. it tends to be the back three, doesn't the, it? The wing is back further. Yeah. yeah, I know it tends to be, but when you've got one, use him. Yeah. But, but he's not back far enough. He's up in the face of the kicker and he can't get back so well. But, you know, second and third third ruck.
0: Yep. Uh, we've only scraped the surface this morning. Plenty of uh, league action. There's plenty of cricket action. We've got a match in the Warrant Not the you what? Cricket
1: action? Well, I, I do no, care. No,
0: no, I've, I've been God. watching the cricket. But it just the, the test was so one-sided. I know you're going to talk about Jayswell a little later on, but what a start to his ter- test career. He's only seven tests in, 12 innings. He's already got a couple of double centuries, hasn't he? Yeah. And
1: 170. And, and 170,
0: so yeah. When he, goes, when he goes over three figures, he goes seriously big. Uh, He's a phenom.
1: Yeah. yeah. Phenom. And they're producing them out of nowhere very, very often. But England blew that test. And you know, you look at you say that the toss is way too important over there. Win the toss and bat, uh, you get the far better batting conditions than anyone else. But England were two for two hundred in the first innings. Yeah, and they were all out for three nineteen. That's where they blew it, and that's where Basball hurt them. They, they weren't even trying to do Basball in know. the fourth innings. They were waiting yesterday at the crease to get out. No. They, they just batted with – they didn't have a plan yesterday. They were terrible.
0: Yeah, well, if you haven't caught up, it's one of their heaviest – well, the heaviest test loss in, in terms of runs or the, heav- or the biggest Indian win, 434 runs they won by. But Stokes spoke afterwards, and obviously there was a fair deal of criticism of the reckless, they call it, baseball approach.
2: Yeah, well, again, it's like everyone's got a perception and an opinion about things. Um, but again, you know, the, the people in the dressing rooms are the opinions who really matter to us. Um, and, you know, we know that um, you know things don't always work out exactly how you want it to. Um, but, uh, you know, two went down in the series, still got two games left. So, yeah, we got a great chance to, to come on with the trophy at 3-2. Yeah, the
0: big mm. talking point is Joe Root's dismissal in the first innings with a reverse sweep that went straight to slips. So, we'll off, talk about that. the best bowler in the world. Yeah, yeah exactly right. It's 6-17, Vanessa's just strode into the studio. Good morning to you, Vanessa.
3: Good morning. Well, I don't know about you guys, but it was Taylor Swift mania over the weekend, all over socials and all over the radio and everywhere you look. Even though she wasn't in Brisbane, it was everywhere.
0: I just heard it's 288,000. So Mm -hmm. 96,000 per show. Yeah, Three nights and she's got a bit of a break. And look, I don't know where this conjecture comes from. So who gets inside Tay-Tay's camp But they're saying, she may well be in Queensland, Travis, <laughs> Travis Kelce maybe already out there. He <laughs> knows. Haven't you seen... What, do you uh, reckon she's
1: on Hamilton Island already? Uh, no, he is. And there's no beard. And I just made all that up.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's not start <laughs> anywhere You were
1: worried you'd missed it, are
0: <laughs>
3: <hey>? you? <laughs> no, I was curious. Anyway, and look, what about it, even Melbourne being her biggest show ever? Yes. In any, yeah, that was blowing her mind. Um, yeah, that's right. It's in gonna, any concert of her career, so look, just incredible. Um, but some really terrible news out of a uh, Gold Coast family. Uh, oh, road yeah. tripping down to awful. see Taylor's show. They were involved in a terrible car crash near Dubbo. A 16-year-old girl's been killed and uh, an update on the 10 year old sister and uh, she's still in an induced coma with critical injuries. So yeah, they shocking. were heading down to see shows in both cities. There is a GoFundMe that's been set up. That's gotten almost $60,000 already for the family who must just be just in absolute trauma at the moment. Um, Just a terrible thing. So our thoughts and um, prayers go out to that family. Now, this is a very interesting topic has bobbed up again as to whether our MPs in Canberra should undergo random drug and alcohol testing. There's been a second incident in two weeks after we saw Barnaby Joyce a couple of weeks ago, uh, footage of him lying on a footpath while talking into his phone. Uh, Another incident has popped up. The Nationals' deputy leader, Perrin D. Davy, uh, she was seen in an estimates committee hearing slurring her words a little bit, just her, you know, behaviour raised a few eyebrows. She did admit to having two glasses of wine prior to her appearance at the committee. So it's just put it back on the agenda. And independent MP, Zali Stegel just says we should have random drug and alcohol testing. It happens in some other industries, not all. Um, yeah, it's the an interesting advi- you one. You know,
1: the advice industries... Accountants and whatever. Then, if they have a drink, they're not allowed to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. So it, they just have to employ that type of uh, that type of protocol. Yeah, I think it's not too bad.
3: I guess. The have there
0: been anyone left in Parliament? Well,
3: now, <laughs> that's right. It's the fact they're in public office and Best. making these important yeah. decisions. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure that most of them do not drink and and never are under the influence while at work. But it's an interesting topic to think about. And look, just quickly, Pat, I know you were trying to do some star spotting of pink on the weekend. Any mm-hmm. luck there? Did you see her around?
0: Didn't spot her at South Bank, though. Okay.
3: All right. Didn't
0: well, you we that motorbike game down? Keep uh-huh. an
3: eye out because Kourtney Kardashian is in town, as well as her Blink182 partner, Travis Barker. And so they were seen strolling around Brisbane yesterday. They're staying at the Carlisle. They were having lunch at Jeez, Hellenica.
1: I was at Harvey's. You they think. Well <laughs> Better keep an eye here.
3: They went for a bit of a walk down the river walk yesterday afternoon, so said hello to a few fans along the way. So I, th- I keep think a your friend, eyes of, peeled. friend
1: of mine's daughter was the flight attendant on their flight. Okay. Mm. Particularly uneventful.
0: That's, <laughs> so that's good. She was hoping for more. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. There's thank you. Mixed bag there. What a about the pink? Pink apparently was unbelievable. eh?
3: Yeah, heard great things about her concert. Yeah. You've seen the
1: flywire. The length of the stadium. The people that were way down the other end all of a sudden had a
0: right. Her her ability
3: to sing though while upside down and flying around in the air, just amazing.
0: She's phenomenal, isn't she? Yeah, Yeah. my sister went to the concert and said it was fantastic. Mm. So yeah, we've got superstars all over the place at the moment. Yes. Um, thank you, Vanessa. Oscar, I had two different Broncos fans texting me yesterday saying Ben Tikura is the second coming of Nelson Osofa-Solamana. How good is pre-season you. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Oscar. We'll very be back. Very good. It's time for
1: the Racing Queensland update. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here we go, Michael's answered your question straight away Hey Heels, uh, we can't do it throughout the normal season The reason it's a charity shield is because South sows some charity to St George By <laughs> running out a reserve grade tide against the Dragons full strength team <laughs> And they still can't beat us How much more charity can we show them? Very good answer, thank you mate Chris Nelson, a very good morning to you Good morning Patty. good
2: morning Heels Yeah well that seemed like a good day's racing on Saturday Chris it certainly was, Heels. So we had a good day's racing at Eagle Farm in Brisbane. After all the rain we copped on on Friday, we didn't know what sort of a track we'd get served up on Saturday, but it was a soft seven before the first race, and it stayed a soft seven all the way through, but I reckon it played probably better than that to the eye. Um, look, they did get off the fence in the straight, but I don't really know why they do that. I think it's just a case of follow the leader sometimes because... Uh, I did see Warp Speed make ground along the fence in the last race, so I'm not sure. I thought the track played really well. And Sharp Dazzler,
1: we talked to Tony and Maddie Sears or Maddie Sears through the week. That that was one that interested. Yep. Uh, so it was race seven, Eagle Farm, and Meet Piarty came third. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Old meat pie arty, hey! I don't know how he's going to end up, but um, <laughs> Sharp Dazzler, yeah, very uh, very impressive winning, and I think uh, I think the, the track upgrade certainly helped Sharp Dazzler. Uh, he got to the right part of the track, and it was a carbon copy of his last win at a midweeker over 1,400 metres, and he did it over 1,600 this time, and he'd, he'd been unlucky, as we know, in a couple of those uh, maidens prior to winning last start. So, yeah, onward and upward. Some other good performances on the day. Obviously, uh, CJ Graham and Tony Golen with doubles, mm. but the horse wise, a Pofus, a winning the first race. Paddy for Lindsay Goff looks a promising type. I was Luce on. Fennell who won race four. Yeah, for Tony Gollan, uh, will now be given a bit of a rest, and they're going to look for a a, uh, a black type race early in the carnival with her. She's a promising mare, and good to see Malane back. He's uh, a little yeah. lighter than when we saw him last time. <laughs> had that ultimate gear change, <laughs> <laughs> and he certainly had his uh, he off. had his mind on the job. Tony Gollan did did tell us on Friday. Said his uh, his mind was way where it shouldn't be last preparation. Yeah, okay, but, for those uh, are, yeah that little change. How much they
0: weigh? for those non-race. Types out there, the oh. ultimate gear changes. Uh, the lane's been gelded,
2: and yeah, it's made a big difference. Mm. That like, how much do they weigh? Did I hear that properly? Well, I haven't yeah. put them on a set of scales. Oh. Lately. Oh, <laughs> oh, you need
1: to know how
0: much the jockey needs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we move on, can I uh, le- let me speak entirely through my pocket? Can I give SEN's own yes. Sam Collard a wrap? The win on Iron Grace, yes, uh, paying double-figure odds, yes. um, may have been one of us in the studio and had something each way. It mm.
2: very good. <laughs> it well, a very very us, good ride. Most of us had given up on this horse. Most uh, of us had given up on this horse. I so. know. Yeah, and Sammy got it done, and uh, she stuck with. I remember saying to her last prep, I said, "What is going on with Iron Grace?" She said, "Well, I've actually told told the trainer to get another jockey because it just doesn't. We just don't <laughs> click." And there you go. She jumped back on Saturday. And she got the job done, so well done to Sam. Well, Brilliant. one thing I noticed,
1: just doing my little brief look over, four out of the first five jocks were women at Eagle Farm.
0: Yeah, the girls had a yes. field day. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, CJ, Georgia Cartwright won the first on a POFUS. She doesn't get a lot of opportunities, Georgia Cartwright, but she's a really, really good jockey. Uh, CJ, of course, Anne Jones rode Blue Spinell beautifully once again and and Sammy Collett winning the, uh, the fifth race. And, look, the guys then... Uh, well, no, they didn't, because CJ bounced back and won the seventh. Yeah, so, uh, yep, mm. the, the girls, yeah, the girls outdid the guys on Saturday, which is great. Hey, they're mm. starting to flex down south. Uh, the
0: world's best sprinter was back and yeah. had to fight hard.
2: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that trial wasn't as bad as everybody thought. Patty, and uh, she saves her best for race day. As Imperatrice, and she looked, uh, yeah, she looked good. She's tough, and I don't think she's probably suited in front and suited down the straight, and she still got the money. So. She's a champion and fan fangirl. I don't yeah. know if you saw fangirls, I but I think it was Winx wearing pink colors. That uh, was amazing. Yeah, well,
0: Wallace put a bit of cold water on that. You know, I know the Winx talk is about there, but he said, no, no. She don't even mention in the same breath. But boy, oh boy, wasn't yeah. it a win. I mean, he just, it was disdainful. He just sat her out the back and just went, whooshka.
2: Yeah, never moved. It did not move yep. at all, J-Mac, and that was, uh, that was impressive. And uh, Switzerland, of course, won race one, the two-year-old race, and oh, I don't know, I, I probably expected a little bit more from Switzerland, but listening to J-Mac and, and Chris Waller post-race, there's a lot of improvement to come there. So these two-year-old races are just going to get better and better each week in Sydney. Okay. okay.
0: Hey, we'll mention Leap to Fame in a second. Just quickly, what's coming up uh, Queensland Racing-wise this week?
2: Well, we race at, uh, we've got a full week. We race at Cairns today, Townsville tomorrow, Ipswich Wednesday, Kilcoy Thursday, Mackay Friday. Saturday we have the uh, the dual qualifiers, one for the three-year-old and a couple for the two-year-olds. Dual meeting, the big meeting at the Gold Coast in a fortnight. Uh, the poly track at the Gold Coast, Rocky, there's a dual race there as well on Saturday, and Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Boy, guys. oh, boy we got enough horses for all this. Yeah.
0: Hey, very quickly, leap to fame. Uh, not surprisingly, our Harness Racing Horse of the
2: Year. Yes. Would have liked to get a good price about this. Queensland Harness Racing Horse of the Year announced last night was a leap to fame, of course, uh, Grant Dixon, Uh, the driver there, so well done to all concerned, plenty of awards there, I won't go through them all as I'd take you right up to 9am but a lot of awards there for the Harness Racing last night, but Leap to Fame got the big one.
0: All right, brilliant Chris, we'll chat Wednesday mate and get a couple of uh, tips from you thank you very much. Thanks Chris
2: Thanks guys, have a good day.
0: Check out the Racing Queensland website, racingqueensland.com.au, for where Queensland is racing right the way throughout the week
2: What's gambling
3: really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
4: Now on Breakfast with Patton Hills. Hills gets his gloves off.
1: I just couldn't take my mind off the phenoms of Indian cricket over the weekend. Um, and remember who's gone before these players. And this one is Yashashvi Jaiswell. It is unbelievable story, and for those who didn't hear the story over the weekend, here it is. He started. He debuted last year, J- July of 23. His debut against the West Indies, he made 171. Uh, he then plays for Mumbai and Rajasthan Royals. At 18, he was the youngest domestic List A double hundred scorer. In 2020, he was the highest scorer at the Under-19 Cricket World Cup, which we've just finished. Um, He was born one of six. His parents had a small hardware store at 10.00. He went to Mumbai for cricket training um, at the Azad Madan. That's the big parkland that is around Mumbai. 22 cricket pitches, to over 25 acres. And remember, Tendulka and Cambly made a partnership of 664 there. Prithvi Shaw made 546 there. Safraz Khan, who's the other phenom that came into that team uh, that just beat England, made 439 there in some school finals-type matches that get played there. Now, back to Jayswell, his accommodation was in a dairy shop and he worked to enable that accommodation. He then got evicted for not working enough um, and then he lived in a tent with the Madan groundsman and some coaches. He sold panipuri um, in the evenings to sort of pay himself, pay his way and that that's a spicy um, pastry type thing or it can be a potato dugout with the spices in that. Then in 2013, he was spotted at – so I'm saying he's 12 years of old then. He would then taken to a cricket academy and a house. Dwala Singh almost became his legal guardian if he wasn't. Um, And then he – you know, he made his way all the way through to the IPL. When he starts in the IPL, he made the fastest 50, 13 balls. Then the second fastest and the second highest hundreds for the Rajasthan Royals. So he's playing for Mumbai and then Rajasthan in the IPL. Now, for many reasons, this can't happen in Australia. But we should try to get closer to it than the closed professional shop that we are. When the contracts are awarded in Australia, the lists rarely change. Uh, Replacing David Warner was a six-month debate because with only six first-class teams, we haven't got many players and even less in form at any given time when we need them. Now, when there are so many in the Ranji Trophy, to stand out so brightly as he did, it must be rewarded. And they've got him through the ranks really well. Our batting ranks are finding... Uh, proper cricket or or first-class professional cricket difficult at present. The averages are pretty low in Sheffield Shield cricket. We need to identify quickly why. The bowling standards, the ball, the pitches, or there is an environment of negativity around batting uh, and a lack of enjoyment. So our top 18-year-olds are rarely getting a chance. Then it seems to take a long time for them to perform as well as they're capable of. Like these Indian youngsters are coming in and doing it straight away. It seems professionalism has moved Australian cricket five years older and we should be analysing this. Are we blocked at state level and are we good enough at 20 years of age like we were once upon a time? I say yes and yes. What are your thoughts and how do we change this if it's needed? 13, 13, 55.
0: Um, Crash is going to join us. I was at lunch with him the other day yeah. at uh, the Reds launch. Right, yes. eh? it was a good day. Phil War spoke, and uh, we you know we've heard from Les Kiss with you know, the promise of good things to come for the mighty Reds. They've got the Tars this weekend. Crash, good morning to you.
4: Good morning, Patton Hills. Yeah, it was it was lovely, wasn't it? And uh, the uh, I just sense good things ahead for the Reds this year. And their old mate Jim Tucker's their new media manager. And uh, yes, I. <laughs> I think he's one of the shrewdest uh, people I've ever met. So I think that's uh, there's, a, there's a great signing right there off field. And the front office does matter, guys, as, as you know.
1: Well, you know, hopefully he'll be much more aware of trotting them out, getting them out and about and meeting fans and talking to, you know, organisations like us because we don't know them. We're flat out hearing from anyone but Tate McDermott. So let's... Yep, yeah, it- Let's get him out,
4: Jim. Very good point, Hills. And I know he's going to address that. Like he, he, he's big on, you know, as you said, you If in doubt, spit it out. Tell your story. And and you know, being a journo too, he doesn't mind a bit of controversy. Like in, in terms of like, officials sometimes get in all the lather about it. But hey, guess what? Rugby league sells because it's a bushfire that never stops burning, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah, exactly right. Hey, um, now, beautiful piece today, uh, quoting AB about Mike Proctor. I wanted to talk to you firstly about that. We've, we've got a stack of subjects that we can chat about, but um, this was a guy that was just undersold at test level because of apartheid, wasn't it? We just didn't get to see him at the highest level.
4: Well, incredible, Paddy, isn't it? You know, a, a, a fast bowler who bowled like the wind off the wrong foot with an awkward action, these big hooping in-swingers, and a batsman who could hit a ball from, from here to the Gold Coast, you know, it would have been a T20 sensation. But when the apartheid ban started, he'd played seven tests all against Australia and had taken 41 wickets at well, 15. And, and I had to ring up Alan Border because Alan Border played league cricket in Gloucestershire when Mike... Proctor was the king of Gloucestershire, and A. B. Hills, you know this. He doesn't wax on about his heroes, but I know this: he's always loved Mike Proctor. And, he, and whenever you're talking about great players, he always says, "And of course, Mike Proctor." And so I just thought I, my mission yesterday was to speak to him, and he spoke so beautifully, saying he said, "Look, I think he would have ended up with a better record than me in both them." He said, "Just." He said, just a sight of him, you know, really impressive-looking guy, Proctor, blonde hair, bit of a swagger, you know, bouncy run-up. And, and it, it was just a, the great sadness of it is that South Africa's Test Match numbers start after apartheid. So yeah. technically, in their country, he doesn't exist. And for, for those that don't know apartheid,
1: uh, Crasher, uh, 71 to 92? were the years yes. where they weren't allowed to play outside their own country.
4: That's right. And so, sure, they were big in their own country and, you know, playing. for. He was raised in Durban, a few streets away from the great Barry Richards. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Two guys like that being raised in the same suburb and they were teammates all the way through and had some very poignant moments. And I'll give you one. When they were playing in the South African under-19 squad, they landed at Gatwick in England and caught a bus to the hotel, and Mike Proctor spotted a white man sweeping the streets, and he, said, and he nudged Barry in the ribs and said, have a look at that. Now, they thought, something's wrong in either our world or their world. What mm. is it? And that was the first flag to him that the apartheid just wasn't right. That the, the b- black man leading an inferior life, like which which he'd grown up with, and he'd never questioned, and was part of their society. But it was that sight of the, of the the white man sweeping the streets that thought, "Hang on, you know, is is there is everything fine at home?" And, and so, yeah, it was. He had an interesting life's journey.
1: Mm. I, I told the story just recently about Prockey bowling for Gloucester around the wicket and to Barry Richards for Hampshire. Can you remember that?
4: Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, 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 look, they, they had, I do remember that day, uh, there's a photo in Barry's book of them having a gladiatorial contest yes. and then the photo had Barry offering Mike a piece of chewing gum at the end of the over. Like he said, if he said have you got a chewy? Yeah, I've got one. Swapping <laughs> <laughs> a chewy in the middle of the pitch. Here's bowling round no, the wicket,
1: like, angle, big angle across the right hand, a right hander, swinging it back in and leg cutter away. It was unbelievable oh,
4: bowling. God, I just... Well, Hills, it's funny. I can, as you as you were just as you were describing that, I was picturing it in my mind. I can almost see it, and uh, it took me back to what what Alan Border said yesterday about Kepler vessels. And you know Kepler, he's quite begrudging of praise of bowlers. You know, he said, no, oh, yeah, it goes right, it goes right." He said, "Went as a left-hander." When you were facing Mike Proctor's away <laughs> swingers, that big late who, he said it was a nightmare. He said, yeah. You honestly wish you to stay in the pavilion. And I've never heard Kepler say that about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, did you watch a bit of footy over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I did. And look, I'm just looking for signs. Uh, I, I was interested in Selwyn Cobo playing centre. And I'll bounce a theory off you two boys that I heard. And I'm, I'm, People will think he'll make a good centre. A mate of mine who's involved in recruitment in rugby league said centre's an overrated position. He said, you just put them on the field and they can just do a job tackling and running. He said, but, and I disputed that. I said, watch, because I I love the glory of Mel Meninga and players like that, Gene Miles. And he said, yeah, but mate, name me the centres that are on big money. And I could only come up with Valentine Holmes. And he said, who are the superstar centres? And I'm going, oh, oh, you know, and, and... I, I, he sort of got me in the argument, Paddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, in other words, this, this, this position that Selwyn Cobb was playing as centre, i I'm. it's important, and he should be able to do it. But, yeah, it struck me that the centres, that they – I would have thought the centres would have been on the big money because over the years they've been the glamorous players. We think of Reg Gasnier and Mel yep. and players like that, your own Chris Johns from Hoppy's Car Wash. But <laughs> I, I think – Paddy, I think he's got me. I think I, I I they are be overrated. Well,
0: no less a judge than our dual international Matty Rogers. We had him on the show the other day. He said, provided you get your defensive reads right in the centres, he said it's probably the easiest position to play on the field. He said, you're not one of the back three who are just, you know, taking these high balls and getting smashed mercilessly. Uh, and he said, you know, you can roam around and create a bit of space and – you know, play a little bit Latrell like, even though Latrell's at the back, and uh, he he's predicting big things from me, But yes, you're probably right. Mm.
4: Yeah, it's uh yeah. You know, I thought uh, the Titans looked okay. They looked fit under Des Hasler. They're always going to be fit, but their qu- big question is, can they hang on to the rhythms of a game? We all know they can score a dazzling try. We get that, but can Hasler find the fiber within, you know, that fighting spirit that, that gets you over the line in tight games, which they've never had. And, and, and so I just ignore their trial formal, I, you know, um, yeah, promising, whatever, that's fine. The Dolphins, to me, far worse, scored an early try. Gee, I think he's a good buyer. I, I, one of the jobs I have to do at the Corey mail on a Sunday is choose the team of the week. So yep. I go to the stats as soon as they get to the office Every Sunday, there he is again, uh, Herbie Farmworth, 155 metres, just his routine. You know, he just really so consistent. And I yep. think they've bought a four-square performer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely. One of
0: the buys of the season. Well, and
1: was there much competition for him, Paddy? Can you remember? Or was it just a simple, I'm leaving and going to the Dolphins? We can't afford him, can't keep him, and Dolphins got him.
0: Well, yeah, look, yeah. money would have come into it. Obviously, Bronx are trying to, you know, the, at that stage, the Bronx still hadn't done their final deals with the Mams of the world, mm. uh, Carrigan's Haas, you know, Reese Walsh. They knew that these were all coming up. Yes, um, and I, I, look, they would have had him high on their priority list. But uh, I think when Wayne Bennett came knocking, it was uh, it was. You know, yeah, and it could stay in the Easy. same area yeah. and all that sort of thing. There are there are a lot of pluses for it, plus a chance to have a year under the super coach. I, I read about Jalen
1: Degroot too. Uh crash did you notice him in the Titans?
4: Yeah, just uh, good good discovery and they've got a, about three or four young kids who are just coming through their ranks who I think will be really good from this season, including and I think we'll see the best of Jaden Campbell again this year. So um, but what, just, what you, just to get back to a minute on, on Farmworth, I remember hearing, I think the Broncos offer him might have been somewhere between 500 and 550. Yeah. And the Dolphins were more than 100 grand above that.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, it wasn't a fee's bidding more. And it's funny, his reputation since he signed has really gone up. Yes. So they've loved the signing the Dolphins. And uh, he's a good club man too. He played some from stuff for the North's Devils. Um, on his way through, and he's been known to regularly t- turn up to, to support them, and he puts his Norse t-shirt on. Yeah. Like just, just—it's a small thing, but it's a big thing. I know you're a great club man, heels for Norse in cricket. Like that's the sort of thing—it says something about the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. they got good shirts too. <laughs> they, were, they were down at Burley last year. <laughs> oh, you're a big merch Very man. You love your merch, yeah. don't you? <laughs> <sir? laughs> because um, uh, Crutcher, Michael Crutcher is their president, isn't he? North
4: he is, and uh, doing, doing a great job. Like, he uh, really invests himself in it, the former Corey Amell. That that's guy, right. Who, and he loves it. He actually told me that story. And so, yeah, yeah he told me that story about Herbie Farmworth. Like, just very popular. down yeah, there. and in turns up, no frills, just sits there quietly. But where, where's his North shirt? And so oh, I just think that they've uh, – when, when they lost him, the Broncos, initially they went, no, well, you can't keep more, but – By the end of the season, that narrative had slightly changed. And he had a little nudge at the Broncos, didn't he, on stage at the, no, <laughs> at <yeah>. the presentation <laughs> night where well, Kevin interviewed uh, him and he finished up by saying, go Fins.
0: Well, <laughs> and, yeah, you know, Fins up or something. Yeah, as you know, the Bronx hate mentioning the Dolphins, don't they? Even Kevin said it on stage at yeah, their launch do. the other night. You know, that, you know, oh, that other mob. and oh, yeah, we're Well, they're not even in Brisbane. They're at Redcliffe and all that sort of thing. So they make a point of it. But, yeah, Herbie jumped on stage for his farewell and just his last words were, Fins up. And uh, so There was a very very awkward silence among the front tables amongst the power brokers. Hey, very quickly, uh, we're getting close to the news as usual. You've been overly generous with the time. Give us your take on Vegas. They're not far away from jumping on the plane.
4: Um, I think, in a funny sort of way, the, the the blue between Reynolds and Carrigan might work out to be a bonus for this for the. Uh, for the whole thing, because it puts everyone on notice. You do one thing wrong in your home. Uh, I think they'll get just over half fill the stadium, and that'll be not a bad result, you know, over there. How many crowds of 30,000 do we get to league in Australia? And I think that the big thing I love is trying to recruit NFL players for the rugby league in Australia. That can work. You've only got to get two or three of them, and it will enrich the competition the way Mason Cox from Collingwood has enriched the AFL. Go hard. Get
0: him here. Yep. And uh, you'd be interested to know that Hideki has gone to the lead. He's got three shots. He's nine under today through 17. It's, this is a hell of a round of golf in an event that's worth 30 million and 6 million to the winner. Hideki Matsuama now leads by three. It's uh, his mm. to lose, and he's striding up 18 <laughs> in that bright yellow shirt. Yeah, with Lexus all over it. <laughs> he's going to win the Genesis. <laughs> the Genesis invitation. Yeah. Crash, always wonderful to chat. Thank you, mate. Great to catch up on Friday at the Reds' launch. Uh, <laughs> we'll chat. Thanks, Crash.
4: Yeah, my absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you. See you.